nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So I scour the globe for top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. So, welcome to another weekend short of the Zika Health Show. This is, of course, weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. In this weekend short, I'm going to talk to you about getting quality sleep. Because you know by now, especially if you've been listening to me just even for a little while, how vital getting quality sleep is. And, in my opinion, is the most vital habit for optimal weight management. But when I say quality sleep, I don't just mean going to sleep and waking up, but actually going through the proper cycles and getting deep sleep so you can recover well, wake up feeling balls to the walls amazing, and ready to conquer the world. But before we dive in, I want to quickly remind you that I have launched the Zico recommendation page with all products I have recommended for health, fitness, and fat loss. And on at least half these products, I have discount codes so you can save some money. But I want to remind you, before making any dietary changes, please consult a medical professional. And of course, be mindful of your allergies. Now, with that being said, let's get started. Getting quality sleep. It really comes down to having optimal circadian rhythm, or some may say circadian clock. So, what is circadian rhythm? Glad you asked. <laughs> it's really a natural cycle of um, physical, mental, and behavior changes that the body goes through in 24 hours. Again, that's why some people may call it the circadian clock, right? Now, this includes your hormones, neurotransmitters like cortisol and melatonin which of course we know play huge roles in getting quality sleep. Because we want our cortisol higher in the mornings, not spike, but higher. And melatonin, a little higher in the evenings. Because the higher melatonin is in the evening, make it easier for you to fall asleep. Now, let's discuss how we can actually accomplish this. One, get morning sunlight. Especially the red light from the sun. We know that part of my three-sided test, right, is ancestral living. And our ancestors knew it was morning when the sun came up. Not by an alarm clock, by when the sun came up. At some point, it became when the rooster would crow, right? But sunlight, when your eyes see that sunlight, it automatically wakes you up and picks up your normal, starts that normal circadian clock. Starts that 24 hours like it's supposed to. But this is the issue. See, for most of us in today's wonderful modern world, it's the opposite. 
We don't get sunlight in the morning, but we expose ourselves to blue light at night from TV, cell phones, bulbs in the house, and etc. Right? So then it's the reverse. At nighttime, when we're looking at our cell phones, watching TV, we're exposed to all that blue light, which is telling our body it's daytime. So what are we really supposed to do? In the mornings, preferably before 8 a.m., get at least 15 minutes of sun. Remember, the red light from the sun, when the, from the rising sun, actually is the best thing to do there. I... I have a habit where I should go for a 15-minute walk, sometimes a little bit longer, around the time that the sun is rising. If I don't make it out that early, still before 8 a.m., before the sun is even hot. But I'm waking my body up. So again, what, it, what does that do? It tells your body it's morning time, which resets your circadian clock. So now you can start to balance out your hormones. And as a caveat, unless medically necessary, do not wear sunglasses. Again, unless medically necessary. Don't just stop wearing sunglasses and say, Zico told me to. No, no, no. I don't want to come after me. Unless medically necessary or told differently by your physician, expose your eyes to the sunlight. The next thing is try to get at least 15 minutes of sun every two hours. And this is important because it's constantly telling your body it's daytime, keeping that clock going. It's quite and simple. Well, here's the next thing I want to talk about. Cardio or high-intensity trainings in the mornings. See, being super active in the evenings or nights raises your cortisol levels, impacting your circadian Oh, sorry about that. Impacting your circadian clock. So I prefer weight training in the evenings. And still not even close to bed. So usually at least five hours before bed. That's unique to each person. For me, I know if I weight train within five hours to bed, I'm going to have a hard time. But especially if I'm lifting heavy. So any kind of activity that's going to pick up my cortisol levels, I try to do as early as I possibly can. So you can play with that, see how that works. But exercise and the timing of your exercise plays a huge role. The next thing, and it's adding on to what I said earlier about the blue light in the mornings. When the sun goes down, limit your exposure to blue light. Now, it would be ridiculous, right, to ask people not to watch TV or not to get on their phones. But I do have some things you can do. You can get a pair of blue light blocking glasses. They're very cheap, actually, on Amazon. I, I spent about $10 for my pairs. I, so I, get, I go on Amazon and I have, I spend about 10 I think it's maybe 15 and I get a pair that I wear around the computer to block out that blue light. And also a pair that I, um, that I wear before when the sun goes down to block out that light as well. Now, again, that blocking out the blue light is now your melatonin will naturally start to increase because your body now is thinking it's nighttime. It's kind of like when all the lights are off and it's dark. That's signaling your body is nighttime. But if you're watching TV, that's not happening. So when blue light blocking glasses, even the cheap one from Amazon's can really help. The light is in my bathroom, right? It's the only light I have on when the sun goes down because, you know, your boy got to take a shower. So what I do is um, I buy a pair of blue light blocking bulbs, which I also get from Amazon. 
and I and they're in my bathroom. So when the sun goes down, that's the only light I have on, which doesn't wake me up. I've had friends that visited me and when they open, they turn on the bathroom light, they give it like a little double take. Like, because they're like, light, it looks, it's orangish, right? It doesn't look like regular light. And I tell them because that's the blue light blocking bulbs I have. And they really do help because when, if you, if you turn on the bathroom light or any light in your house, when the sun goes down, you're still exposing yourself to the blue light, telling your body it's daytime, which interferes with your sleep quality. So blue light blocking bulbs, you can also get those from Amazon. You don't have to just put them in your bathroom, but that's my favorite place to put it because, again, that's the light, the only light I turn on when the sun goes down. You can also um, turn on the blue light blocking filter on your phone. You can download an app. And I also know that iPhones, at least, I'm a Samsung guy, so don't hate me for that, but iPhones do have a blue light blocking filter. Samsung might as well, but I just download the app and use that. So whenever my friends get a text from me late at night, if they do get a text or a screenshot, not a text, a screenshot, text don't show up like that orange, but the screenshot will show up bright orange. And they'll get mad at me, and I'm like, well, wait till tomorrow. Which going to tie into my next point. Limit brain activity. Because at least an hour or two before I'm going to bed, I put my phone down. Because I'm limiting my brain activity. At some point, that's it. And my... Sometimes my family or my friends may call me. They don't get me because I actually put my phone on airplane mode. Some can put down do not disturb, whatever works for you, right? I don't get on Twitter. I don't get on Instagram. But anyway, someone calls me or texts me to get here from me the next day because I'm limiting my brain activity. I That also includes limiting watching like excitable stuff at night. So if you have to watch TV, watch a comedy or something that relaxes you, keep you calm. Don't get into suspense and Horror, horror movies are the worst for me. I watch horror movies before I'm going to bed, and I'm not falling asleep that night. That's just, just that's a wrap. But that's another problem in itself. But action movie, horror movies, thrillers, stuff like that. You want to stay away from those. Even sports. If I I'm gonna I have to watch a game like the Super Bowl, I try not to keep it up the TV up too loud, and I may take some melatonin that night to kind of calm, you know, kind of mellow me out, depending on how long I stayed up in the situation. But it's if I'm watching a game at home, I keep the TV down a little bit so I don't get too excited. If it's on like a 30 or a 40 where it's like super high and my brain picks that up, I won't be able to go to sleep that night. So there are times when I will watch a game and then turn it off and go right to sleep. Of course, I practice all those other habits I mentioned, right? And the next thing is most of us prefer to sleep in cold weather. I drop the temperature. In my home, always. Either I keep the AC on about 68 or maybe about 70 with the fan. And think of it this way. There's a reason why beer is hibernate in the winter. When it's, and just naturally speaking, it's hotter in the daytime, it's colder in the evening's time. So that's another signal to your body that it's nighttime. So if you can drop your temperature to about 68 degrees, some may even say 65 that's great for you because that can help you to fall asleep. 68 is kind of like my limit, 68, 69. I do 70, I just have the fan on over me to say, you know, to, I was going to say save some money, but either way, I just, with the fan over me, it's going to drop me to about 68 anyway. But I sleep better in cool temperatures. The next thing is uh, do not 
go to bed in intense fat burn. I've, our brain prefers glucose, especially for sleep. I, there's, I've talked a lot about Lumen, which is, of course, is on the Zico recommendation page. It's a fantastic product. And when you use it, when you blow into it, it tells you if you're burning fat or carbs or energy, and they give you nutrition guidance so your body can learn to burn fats and carbs as needed. It trained, the nutrition guidance it gives you trains your metabolism to be more flexible. And of course, it's on the Zico recommendation page. Use, use code Zico Health, and to get 10% off their services, that's absolutely fantastic. But well, I brought that up because there's a group of about 19,000 Lumen users, and I answer questions to them quite often. And one of the questions that tend to come up is, I'm burning fat now, but I can't sleep at night. And we discussed that you don't want to go into intense fat burn at night. That does not bode well for your body. Your brain prefers glucose to sleep. And with intense fat burn, that more likely will raise your cortisol levels. So a little bit of glucose, a little bit of glucose in your life. Yeah, I can't sing, but you know, I have to say that. But a little bit of glucose, right? It's all you need. So a little apple cider vinegar with honey or a complex fruit, you know, just something simple, just so your brain has a little bit of glucose will change your life. Again, be mindful of any allergies. Don't do something because I tell you to do it. Discuss it with your medical professional. But these are just some suggestions that you can use. And don't fall for that nonsense that if you eat carbs at night, you're going to get fat. That's just stupidity and outdated science. I explained that in actually in last week's short about the best time to eat carbs. So go back and listen, listen to that episode to learn more. Another short, actually shorter than this episode. So a little bit of glucose can set you up for success. But again, don't go crazy with it. You can play with your servings until you hit your sweet spot. And as a caveat to this, limit your exposure to alcohol at night. I don't drink alcohol within three hours of bed. If everybody is different, for me, it's at least three hours. It may make you sleepy, but it will interrupt the quality of your sleep, hands down. So I don't drink wine past six o'clock, maybe seven, depending on the day, because I do go to bed early. But I have a glass of wine, I will limit it because alcohol disrupts your sleep. An episode I have coming up, I would say about a month from now, because your boy records ahead, we, uh, we talked in an interview about sleep. And one of the things that my guest brought up was limiting alcohol before night and also we talked about a lot of great topics as well so here we go last but not least i probably said lastly already but this is definitely the last i put a link in the show notes to my amazon page which has blue light blocking glasses and products and other products too that i recommend for quality sleep so there you go fam these habits can improve improve your sleep quality, of course, aid recovery, improve energy, fat loss, and a whole lot more. So go out there and crush your weekend. Thanks for listening to the Zico Health Show. If you got good quality content out of this episode, save, subscribe, and share it out there with family, friends, co-workers, or anybody who needs to hear this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.